All Rick and Gunslingers presenting Ubaldi Reports. Hey everybody, it's John at Ubaldi Reports. The podcast provides fact, not fiction, as it relates to everything going on on foreign policy and domestic issues. And today, we're as we talked about in TikTok, we're going to do predictions for 2024. Now, Joe tasked me to come up with five predictions, and I did not. Come and up with Joe my own. didn't, <laughs> but I came up with the five that I that I think are going to be issues for 2024 a lot of it carries over from 2023 and the first one being immigration we just saw the latest report from the customs and border patrol that like 300 and what 20,000 302,000 American I mean, illegals crossed the US wow. southern border the most ever so that's going to be a big issue especially if those are <coughs> south of the border realize that a Republican could win in November and they know if the Republican wins, all bets are off and the border will be shut back down to where it was four years ago. So you're going to see more people streaming across just so they can be in America, which will be harder for them to be deported. The other issues we're going to talk about is the economy. I think it's not going to be as rosy as the administration touts because you got huge financial debt by the government and huge residential or consumer debt, meaning credit cards are at an all-time high mm -hmm. and then politics I'm going bold on this one I think if the president is doing as bad as he is now or even worse I think the Democrats at the Democratic Convention in Chicago in August are not going to nominate them and then that's when they all bets are off it's going to be a free-for-all at that well, convention there has been something circling around with that issue especially on like TikTok, where the person that's maybe trying to run opposed to joe biden all the delegates are giving their nominees to biden anyway we'll have to see but this is now yeah you wait till july if august if there's a perception that joe biden could lose and his poll numbers aren't that w doing that well, especially among core groups that typically vote well over 50%. That could change the calculation, so we'll have to see. The other issue is um, foreign policy. I think with the crisis in Ukraine, and then you have what's going on in um, the Middle East, how he's very timid on what he wants to do. Mm -hmm. It could be he could be forced into doing something that the other doesn't want to do, especially as relations with the Houthis in Yemen, because mm -hmm. you have naval forces from seven different countries all converging, trying to keep the shipping lanes open. But that can blow up because a lot of the naval forces will not put their their military personnel under U.S. command, which is usually a standard thing. Yeah. But a lot of people, a lot of our European allies and a lot of our allies in general just don't trust this president. So let's dive into your first prediction. Immigration. So um, I think a good question is that, so they're just handing out money to the uh, immigrants as soon as they come across the border. Is that right? Well, they're basically giving them free, uh, free food, obviously. They're giving them free housing. I hear like they give them like a prepaid visa card. Yeah, they're like giving them all these benefits. Does that affect our inflation? Yes. When the government gives you something, you're, you're spending money that the government doesn't have. So they're kind of just, as a free-for-all, just giving money to these illegal immigrants that are crossing the border illegally, and yet they're giving them money that could be going to taxpayers or, could going, going, well, or, look or at, people that are kind of like in, in, in dire straits now. Well, look at right now. They're spending about a half a trillion dollars 
taking care of illegals. Okay. You go to these cities. Okay, the only reason it became a big issue is when Governor Abbott, right or wrong, started busing or flying the migrants to Chicago, Philadelphia, Cincinnati, Denver, New York City, and these cities who were sanctuary cities, and they still haven't renounced their sanctuary city policy. Brandon Johnson, the mayor of Chicago, he fought back against citizens who want to have a vote on whether Chicago should remain a sanctuary city. So Rob Kay on TikTok said, who is giving illegals money? The federal government. And like, is it through like the DHA? It's, or? it's through Homeland, Homeland Security and different federal agencies. They are giving them, whether it's a check, mm -hmm. Whether it, but they're giving them money. When you take resources from America yeah. to give it to people who are here illegally, that's giving them money. The New York City, Chicago, they have to house them somewhere. Yeah. Where does that that somebody's paying? So I remember going into Chicago in October and that was like that where they had pretty much blocked off an entire section of the airport. And they were just laying, people having their blankets laying next to each other, almost like on top of each other. And that's where they were going to stay for the duration of like where, however long it took them to get sorted out. And, that, and that's the problem. There is just, and the president wants more money, but not to stop the, the influx of illegals coming in. It's just to keep processing them through the system. So that's like when uh, he was approached by a reporter walking somewhere yeah walk. and, it, and they were like hey what are you gonna do about the border and he goes they need to give me money the money that's, all what, that's what he's gonna do he's gonna just put more people to process these that's illegals. all it is like when he first proposed when he the, corinne jean pierre said we we put forth a comprehensive immigration reform and it was rejected no that's not accurate when they i read it all it was was to process more illegals through the system through mm -hmm. through the into the country they didn't do anything to stop the flow at the border. Remember back in early 2021, their whole idea as where they put uh, Vice President Kamala Harris in charge was to stop the flow at the origins. Mm -hmm. So now remember, Kamala Harris went down to Guatemala and Honduras in, I think, in June of 2021. That's the last time she's dealt with anybody. Some of the presidents in the Central Africa, I mean, Central American countries have stated we haven't heard from Kamala Harris or somebody from the administration. Mm -hmm. So what are they doing? And they, when they sent uh, Anthony Blinken, the Secretary of State, and Alejandro Mayorkas, the Homeland Security Director, to Mexico last week, they were basically humiliated. Mm -hmm. Mexico's not going to help out. Yeah. They love this stuff. They get money coming from the illegals coming through their country. And then once they get into America, they get money coming back and re-admitting some money. Yeah. And one of the proposals was amnesty which is a dead it's dead on arrival and then give money to cuba and venezuela so we're going to give money to audit authoritative countries so um rob keg chimes in again says what if chicago authorities just ship them back to dallas or houston or austin and he responds why this is madness so well, it is madness but the, the the problem is and brandon johnson and eric adams are wrong they're blaming uh Governor Abbott, well, what is Governor Abbott and the people of Texas or Arizona are supposed to do with millions pouring into their states? Also, it wasn't a big issue. And, but Texas doesn't claim to be a sanctuary state. Or I a know, but see, but all these other communities, states like Illinois, California, New York, all claim to be sanctuary. They said well, all, are, and remember during the, 
2019 um, debates prior to the 2020 election, Joe Biden said, come one, come all. Mm -hmm. And look what California did. Starting uh, um, January the 1st, all illegals, regardless of immigration status, you get free health care under the Medicaid system. They get the vote. They don't get the vote, but they get free health care. So how are you affording that? So that's a draw. If I was in Mexico and I had health conditions, guess where I'm going? Mm -hmm. I'm going to California because it's far better health care than what I get in Mexico. And I don't have to pay. So Beach Baby says uh, federal government hasn't helped the government governors uh, on these border states uh, uh, despite numerous requests. She's right. They, the, the, um, it was a major problem until Governor Abbott started shipping them north. Mm-hmm. Then these cities started to complain. And still right now, and- the federal government is fighting Texas. And suing Texas for Texas doing what when they're arresting illegals. And not, let's not forget also that Chicago seized the buses that Abbott or Governor Abbott was sending up there. So then they started going to so the they sub- just send them on a plane. <laughs> well, they go on a plane or they go into a suburbs. Yeah. And then they ship go from there. But see, this all this is stopgap measures. Until the federal government who has oversight over immigration does its job, it's not gonna end. And when you have cities and states like California, when you come there and they take care of you, what's the what's to prevent you from not coming? Okay. They're going to come. So somebody, SD, Steiner, Steiner, uh, MAGA, how did you expect to win 2024 when you still can't figure out or prove how we stole uh, 2020? Okay. I mean, but we, I mean, we have different views. I think it was somewhat rigged. Do you think it was rigged a different way, where they should have the way been, it, been a little bit more um, due diligent, or okay. um, what's it called? Uh, Here's my point on that: proactive. I in- still think the gov- the 2020 was was rigged, but in a different way. Now, I disagree with Trump on this matter. Nobody was going to overturn that election after the fact. There's no precedent for it. Yeah. The way I said it was rigged is one, would they use pan they used the pandemic or the coronavirus to exploit the voting system. They changed the rules consistently all the way up until no, the the November 2020 election. Okay. That so- was one thing, but there's another thing. Then you had the media was was not holding Joe Biden, not doing interviews. And then when that that story broke about uh, the Hunter Biden laptop, mm-hmm. they said it was disinformation, and they used the 51 intelligence officers as cover. Yeah. When the FBI a year prior said this was authenticated. Yeah. So everybody was gearing that direction, and then and that's that's how. And then you had the social media companies downplayed or suppress anything that was detrimental to Joe Biden. That's how I said it was rigged, but. What, Joe, what Donald Trump's attorneys did was legal, mal, in my opinion, legal malpractice. Nobody is going to overturn an election after the fact. Yeah. Maybe it would have been different if we had a, a precedent in our history, but we didn't. So uh, what about Bush and? But uh, that Gore? that went to the courts. It wasn't. It wasn't that they changed the rules. That was one of the things that Florida ruled it unconstitutional mm-hmm. and what the supreme court ruled was even though it was five to four they ruled that what florida did was unconstitutional you can't change the rules midstream yeah 
that was the whole that was the whole crux of it. All right, going back to Rob K. He says, "When and where did President Biden say come one, come all?" It was the first debate. It was the first it? debate. It was the it very was... first debate debate where Kamala Harris called him a racist because he stopped some buses that she was on that she lied about. Well, that was when they were doing busing during the um, the busing um, issues during the seventies. But yeah. every Democrat, remember, every Democrat when they were asked. Would your health care plan provide health care for illegal immigrants? Every Democrat raised their hand. And Joe Biden is quoted. I think it's on CNN. I have to go back and see what, uh, what, um, what month. I know it was in 2019. He said, come one, come all. Yeah. And that that was that's fact. All right. Let's turn around a little bit. Let's go to your second one, which is the economy. Okay. The economy, you got a lot of economists who are predicting a recession in 2023. Eve, I'm... Not an economist, but technically I was, there was right. There was, I think, two quarters of no. There that was in 2022. There, yeah, there was a two negative quarters in 2022, which but, classifies as a recession. Technically, as a recession, the re I was predicting that there would be a recession with the high um, inflation, even though the inflation came down considerably to 3.1. But a lot of things aren't in the inflation report, and we've talked about this earlier. You still have extremely high rent. Mortgages are, are high. You have home prices are high. Utilities, food, all these things don't play into the inflation report. But the reason I'm predicting that 2024 is going to be a very difficult period because you have, we're, we just crossed over $34 trillion in debt. Mm -hmm. We got a looming government shutdown. And then also you have two big things. You have massive government debt, but also a lot of consumer debt. Going into the Christmas holiday season, you had record um, credit card debt, over a trillion dollars. Yeah. So if we're at a booming economy, credit card debt should not be that high. Yeah. Or should be go so or government debt. What's the bubble though? Okay, because let's let's just go back to we had the uh, dot com bubble, which kind of hit a recession in the two thousands. That was like ninety nine two thousand. Okay, and then we had the housing bubble. Which was 2008. 2008, 09. So what's 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 going to be what's the catalyst or what's going to be the for the, this the one, straw that breaks the camel's back for on this one? This one you have cons um, consumer debt with credit card because inflation makes everything cost more. Yeah, and with, I mean basic services. A lot of consumers are using credit card debt to pay for that. The other bubble that's going to be popping soon, and I thought it was going to happen last year is um, commercial real estate side. Okay. A lot of the commercial real estate office buildings or the leases for that are coming due. So a lot, and then a lot of small businesses got loans when they could get a loan at 2%. Yeah. And now um, interest rates are eight, nine, even 10%. Mm -hmm. So a lot of these individual or entities are gonna have to refinance and they're not gonna be able to. And if they wanna get a loan, they can't because they can't afford it at those high interest rates. And uh, there's going to be some default, and a lot of the commercial real estate properties are hold, held by the local and regional bank or small banks. Mm -hmm. Remember the banking crisis we had with a couple banks went belly up, and the Fed jumped in, and the Congress helped out of that as well. So there's a few things that we noticed. There's a couple like indicators like that we've seen actually with our own eyes. One of them was being uh, that. FedEx, even like UPS, Amazon. I don't. They haven't. I don't think they did so well when it came to 
Christmas as they were expecting because Correct. it for me being on the post office side, side, you know, it was very light. Well, and I you know, and usually there's people working like overtime, there's like they're 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 having a lot of people work on their days off. But it wasn't like this. People were getting their like their days off, people were no not asking to stay at late. And then you checked it out on your end when you yeah, were talked to talk, UP, UPS drivers. Yeah. No, there was a FedEx. I talked to UPS, but there was a FedEx manager who was a regional manager here in Tampa. And they lost what seven billion? Yeah, they lost seven or eight billion dollars. But I asked them because after you said that that day, mm-hmm. I asked them, "Have you seen a droppage in packages?" And he said, "Oh yeah." We've seen a substantial decrease in packages. Mm-hmm. And you made a comment today. You went. Yeah, I was going to go into that. I was going to go when my son and I, we went to the, the mall and he was hungry and I wasn't, but I was going to make sure he ate. That's a good father. Yeah, well, that is, especially as, you know, when your kid wants to eat, you feed him. But then you got, once you finish that story, you got to tell us to tell the story. Oh, but God, go on. Don't get me some. <laughs> All right. But. Uh, I was looking around and I was not the only person not eating, you know, it was, but it wasn't like, I wasn't sharing his food with him. He was just eating. I wasn't hungry. That was our situation. But I was looking around and I would see like two people sharing meal. I would see like a woman with like three kids all sharing the same food. And it just, it didn't seem odd to me, but it just kind of like, it kind of got, got you to, thinking. Yeah. It got me thinking. Cause like, why are... Why is there the sharing? Is it because maybe they just want to get enough food for the kids to last until dinner? I don't know. Or do they want to still go out, take the kids out of the house, but still feed them? And maybe there are they on are they on a budget? I mean, because the mall food is not cheap. No, you know, even even though my the quality is not there. It's still, you're just like, I'm going to pay 17 bucks for that. Well, see, the thing is with food prices, there was an article today, Chick-fil-A raised its prices again, and they've been moving up steadily. And I, Starbucks for, did it too. For our listener's sake, once my business cratered, I'm trying to get it back, I had to go work at Chick-fil-A. Yeah. And when I was working there, I would talk to the general manager. And I would say his cost had gone up. Everything went up. Gloves used to be $40 a box. We're now $120 a box. Eggs. And they have to, and um, all the other commodities that come in. And they had horrible delivery drivers. And he complained. And the, the, the companies used to say, I'm sorry, but it's better to have no dr- I mean, a driver than no, a bad driver than no driver. So Jeff on TikTok says price gouging. Are they bright? No, because the reason I say that, I mean, I would say maybe in limited cases, but the reason I say there's not price gouging, they bring that up every year. Mm-hmm. It's just like when they say the oil companies are gouging us. We go through this every year, and they, 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 it's great press, but they never show us, okay, give us an example. Wait, show wait, us concrete. No, no, the evidence. example is if there's not a lot of something, then the price goes up. Exactly. If there's a lot of something, it goes down. Yeah, but they never show you. The example where there's price gouging, where they have hard evidence that companies were price gouging. They never show that. It's just they just move on. The press forgets about it. Like this year, you watch. Come spring, when gas prices inadvertently go back up again, mm-hmm. they're going to say, oh, they're gouging the press. They're gou- the now, oil companies are gouging us. What do they mean? Oh, so a lot of people are also commenting saying that they're, they're, they've had record profits. 
One because, commented that the profits are through the roof. The other one says rocket record profits are an example. Because they're all the reason the profits have gone up is because everything costs more. Yeah. If consumers are spending more on a, an item, let's say easy math. Let's say something cost a hundred dollars a three years ago now costs two hundred dollars. Of course, the companies are going to make record profits. I talked to a small. I think they're kind of. I think they're confusing profit with revenue. Like the money, the money that a business is bringing in. You know, like with our business, like we could bring in say two point five million dollars in revenue, but. Our profit is looking at close to like maybe eight hundred thousand, because you still got expenditures, and and that's still money that we could say, okay, hey guys, we're going to split this up evenly, or we have to take this profit, reinvest it back into the company. But you're also looking at two different people are also looking at two different businesses. There's corporate America. The corporations are doing really well. Small business, which makes up sixty percent of all business in america they're not doing too well i talked to a couple weeks ago i talked to a local mechanic he owns his own garage and he has five employees and he's and i asked him is your cost go up oh yeah my costs have gone up on everything yeah so people need to di- differentiate what business are you talking about corporate america is doing really well yeah small businesses aren't no and they make it and when congress passed all this great legislation that Joe Biden touts, all of that was benefiting corporate America. There wasn't no bailouts. There was no helping middle America or small business. And look at the EVU issue. That's killing small business. Mm -hmm. There's California is, I know I keep relating back to California because they want to be the model for the country. They're making it mandating that all long haul trailers be electric. Yeah. And that's just unfeasible. So all these things are going to play out. And then we're seeing what's going on on the, the fourth issue, or one of the other issues, is what's going on overseas. If there's a disruption, because now commercial uh, shipping are reluctant to transit the, the Red Sea. So those are energy. Those are choke point that yeah. sends energy to the Western countries. So what do we do then? Well, hopefully by then we have a president that likes to be energy independent. <laughs> now, we are um, producing at record levels, more than we've ever did before. Yeah. But that's in spite of Joe Biden. If you look at where the energy is being produced mm-hmm. between fracking and our shale, techno- our shale revolution, it's all in red state on, pri- on private land. Yeah. This isn't in public land. California could be energy independent. They have a buttload of natural gas and other energy sources, mm-hmm. but they're not utilizing it. And they're making a mandate by 2035 that all vehicles sold in the state of California have to be electric. So before we go into that, you kind of made a bold prediction of what's going to happen uh, come July, June or July of 2024. If the numbers aren't looking great for president our, current, our current president. Well, August is the the Democratic convention. It's going to be in Chicago. And I'm just going to throw it out as a bold prediction. I believe if the poll numbers are as bad as they are now, and Joe Biden's about 38 39% approval rating, if it keeps continuing downward, and mm-hmm. it could happen with anything happen, let's say by... 
let's say he goes down to let's say 30 percent or 35 percent approval rating i just got this feeling the democrats are gonna just say we can't go with this we want to keep the white house let's pick somebody else yeah and anybody could come out of that convention so then the American people's because right now there's a big fracture. Who decides it though? Like if the convention delegates are going to do it, and it's going to be done by closed door. It's not going to be a, a big Democratic issue. See, right now the Democrats, everybody focuses on the contention, the Republican side. They're in the minor leagues, not even that. Yeah. The Democrats have this huge coalition between the different ethnic groups, the progressives, the moderates, the conservatives. All these groups are playing in. And it's not, it's getting ugly. That's why Joe Biden doesn't change his immigration stance because he doesn't want to alienate that progressive base who believes in open borders. But that, so, but I mean, also, I mean, I think he just doesn't know what's going on. Yeah, but, but also, like, is the fix almost in? You don't see him campaigning. You don't do. You don't see him doing. They're a lot. trying to protect him as much as they can because they, they know because you get they, him on an open mic and it's well. A right now, he's fighting with the staff. And this is, a, I think it was in Newsweek, where he um, he wants to get out more, and his aides just go cringe. If you watch Jill Biden at the uh, New Year's Eve celebration when Ryan Seacrest asked him a question, you can see her of like almost like this white knuckle approach, like, oh crap, here he goes. He's gonna. So wait, Joe Biden was at the. Well, they did a video teleconference okay. um, on the the the. the, the yeah. Whatever that's called, the uh, scoreboard or mm -hmm. whatever uh, the thing. And it showed that they were, everybody's afraid of what he's going to say because he goes off script and he just either rambles or mumbles. Mm -hmm. And it shows his age. And it's, it's not a good sign. But going into this campaign season, he can't just sit in the basement. Yeah, He's going to have to get out. And I just think and if the crisis opens up in the Middle East which we get heavily more involved with the Houthis or other entities with proxy forces attacking U.S. forces. Mm -hmm. He's reacting to events instead of being proactive. This could f shake up the Democrats and say, we got to pick somebody else. You know, there's not a lot, but they did it. Like, So there was not a lot you could blame Trump on for what they inherited, but they did. Now, but all they're really doing is that if... Trump is the next president. They're giving him a plethora of like things. They'll be like, "Well, this is what happened with the previous administration." And I mean, like, and it could be—it's true. But see, at the beginning, they could blame Trump for a lot of things. But see, when Joe Biden ran in 2020, he was a challenger. So Trump was defending his record. Nope. So Beach Baby kind of comes in there real quick. She says, "Is there truth? Uh, Biden's name will be the uh, on will." Only be on the state ballots. There's one state, and I, I think Maine it's one, right? I think it's South Carolina. Right now, he's the only person on that ballot. The other states, I'm not sure of yet. Okay, but so I know one state, South Carolina, which they refuse to put anybody else on, so they have him on the ballot. So which why is would they put anybody else on? That's the de the Democrats could run the way you want to. Um, Oh, okay. So it's mostly Democratic, right? This, um, this one, this is a Democratic primary, so they can set the rules up for their primary. Beach Baby wants to know how can that be allowed? Is it just and that's state, the point. state's and that's, rights? It's a, well, the states control, and each party controls in their state how their states vote. The, in the Constitution, it, it's explicit. All voting um, for voting goes back to the states. Mm -hmm. That's why in 2020, 
Texas sued, complaining about how other states did it, and yeah. the Supreme Court ruled it. You have no standing to tell other states what yeah. to do. Mind your own business, Texas. That's basically what they said. So I wish uh, Matt would pull a bit more context. He said he didn't last. He he didn't last time more votes than any anyone in history. I'm sure. I'm I'm guessing he's re referring to. Joe Biden, but you also got to remember the population of the country is bigger than any time in U.S. history. So each president who wins yeah. is always going to get more votes than the previous year because the population increases dramatically since since then. But and now that there's what? How many? How many more illegal immigrants from when the administration took over? Right now, to now, if in four years. They could be up to almost 12 million illegals that entered this country. So that's more than the population of some states. Wow. Man. All right. So now there's another issue. We oh, Biden not campaigning. Okay. That's what, thanks, Matt. Yeah. The other issue that I want to bring up is, is a prediction. Now, we're in the winter right now. And if there's a, there's a cold front going through the Northeast, and if it's, I don't know how bad it's going to be, but even as we go into February, March, if there's another polar vortex, there could be energy shortages because we've limited where we get our energy to go to this green technology. In Florida? Not just in Florida, but other states. I like think up in Florida, the we're good. No, no, but up in the Northeast. But I spoke with, last year, I spoke with a, um, a representative from TECO, which is a, a Florida energy, I mean, a utility company. Prior to the pandemic, one of the city councilmen, and I'm not sure if that, I can't remember who it was, he never said, wanted them to get rid of all natural gas plants. And he said, <laughs> if you do that, where do you get your energy? Remember, John Kerry said, we're going to eliminate all coal-fired plants, stop any new ones from being put together or uh, put online, and end all existing ones. Well, coal makes up 30% of the U.S. energy grid. Mm -hmm. So if you eliminate 30%, where does that extra energy come from? And you can't generate all that from coal. Yeah. I mean, from wind and solar. Even China is going through wind and solar, but they also are keep pushing out every 10 days is a coal-fired plant. All right, John. So we got the majority of our predictions. Maybe we could finish up later. But um, why don't you go ahead and tell them how they can get a hold of us. You can get a hold of us by going to ubaldireports at gmail.com, ubaldireports at gmail.com, or you can uh, check us out at TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Let us know what you think. Let us know what your predictions are and what you want, what you think this year is. Um, there's a lot of stuff going on, and we're trying to do this every day, but we got to get got to get there. So every Wednesday at 7:30 Eastern Standard Time, unless something comes up, we will be doing it. And before I sign off, let Joe talk about what he's got with All American Gunslingers. So All American Gunslingers, it's going to be it's our gun range, it's our gun store. We're gonna have gunsmithing, we have classes, we have it all. And uh, you can go ahead and check us out on allamericangunslingers.com. Coming soon. Gives about maybe two, three weeks on that. And you'll be able to purchase uh, firearms directly from the website. Uh, I can say whatever I want because Ray's not here to corral me. So <laughs> um, also you can get us on all social media, which is All American Gunslingers. And you can email us if you have any more information uh, if you want more information at allamericangunslingers at gmail.com 
And go to our Facebook page, like our page, share our page, and follow us. Do all the three, and we will be giving out a free membership to somebody that does all three. So with that being said, uh, everybody have a great day, and we will talk to you soon. Yeah, till next Wednesday at 730 Eastern Standard Time. Keep following Ubaldi Reports.